0: section two of birds and all nature volume four number four october 1898 recorded for org by k hand the Kingbird of paradise wouldn't you little folks like to see a number of us brilliant gem-like birds of paradise flitting among the trees as do your robins and woodpeckers and jays to see us spreading our wings in the sun And preening our ruby and emerald and topaz and amethyst tinted plumes ribbons and streamers ah that would be an astonishing sight but you will have to journey to an island in the South Pacific Ocean to see that an island whose shores are bathed by a warm sea and where the land is covered with the most luxuriant tropical vegetation it was about 300 years ago that the people of Europe first knew that such superb birds existed in this earth traders visited one of the malayan islands in search of cloves and nutmegs and upon leaving the natives presented them with a few dried skins of a wonderfully beautiful bird the natives called them god's birds and in order to propitiate heaven for killing them cut off the feet of the dead birds and buried them beneath the tree upon which they were found The dried bodies of the birds were exported as time went on, and as the people of Europe had never seen one alive, but always the skin without legs and feet, they came to consider them as heavenly birds, indeed formed to float in the air as they dwelt in the Garden of Eden, resting occasionally by suspending themselves from branches of trees by the feathers of their tails, and feeding on air or the soft dews of heaven. Hence they called us the birds of paradise. It was not till 100 years after when a writer and collector of birds visited the island and spent years in watching and studying us that the truth became known certainly the gentleman must have laughed when instead of heavenly dew, he saw a bird of paradise catch a grasshopper and holding it firmly by its claws trim it of wings and legs and then devour its head first fruit and insects of all kinds we eat instead of dew and air he also saw a party of 20 or 30 males dancing on the branches of huge trees raising their wings stretching out their necks and elevating their plumes all for the purpose of admiring themselves or being admired some of them have finer plumage than i but only the kingbirds of paradise have those two dear little rings which you see in my picture the sublime is no nearer the ridiculous in literature than in the things of nature an instance of this is the close relation of the common crow to the most glorious bird of them all not only are they very much alike in general form including shape of bill bones and ordinary feathering but also in habit they seem to delight in the same sorts of food and secure it in much the same manner when they are happiest and attempt to pour forth their songs of joy the voice of the crow is fully as melodious and satisfactory to the human ear as is that of the bird of paradise the old fable in regard to their having no feet and living only on the dews of heaven and the delicacies which they were supposed to be able to collect from the atmosphere as they floated perpetually free from the earth and its contaminations was so grateful to europeans that when anthony pigafetta who accompanied magellan around the world and secured a great deal of information at first hand described them as birds with very ordinary in fact almost ugly feet and legs he was not believed and aldro varanus publicly brought accusations against him for audacious falsehood while the males have not only a splendid growth of delicate floating feathers of very unusual length and glossy fineness of texture the females have but little more to boast of than our american crow and they even lack the degree of luster which our black friend frequently exhibits but the males are adorned with a wealth of color display rich in velvety softness and blazing with metallic luster This luster cannot be appreciated from the appearance of the faded specimens so often seen in the museums, which may have suffered, not alone from dust and exposure for years to the chemical action of light, but also have been sadly diminished in glory by the rude arts of the natives who fumigate the skins with burning sulfur, their principal care seeming to be to get enough of it deposited to make sure the skins not being attacked by insects. To be seen to best advantage one needs to watch them as they make their short migrations in flocks from one island to another with the change of the seasons from the dry to the wet monsoon. They prefer traveling against the wind rather than with it because their plumage is so elaborate and delicate in its structure that an attempt to fly with the wind frequently brings disaster to the glorious males and causes them to tumble ignominiously to the ground, after which they are a long time in arranging affairs for another attempt at navigation of the air the Kingbird of paradise is a small bird measuring but little over six inches in length it is extremely vivacious flying about and running with but little show of the dignity of its family very fond of fruits it is not satisfied with attacking those which other birds of its size would choose but enjoys showing its gourmandizing powers by devouring as much as possible of the largest specimens within its reach the fan-shaped tuft of feathers which adorns each side of the bird are subject to his will being raised and spread out or lowered as the weather or the feelings of the bird seem to demand at the ends of the long feather shafts springing from its tail are markings which strongly resemble the eye like ornaments of the peacock the shafts seem not content with stretching themselves out to a greater length than that of the bird itself but at the extremities they curve inward coiling compactly into spiral discs flashing with emerald green End of section two. This recording is in the public domain.